Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast, second podcast of the year. I am so excited that I'm back on here. Like I said, I really did miss doing this. I miss my podcast family and I'm back and I'm glad that you're back with me. Um, last week we recorded our first episode and I titled it Disruptions. I talked a little bit about my experience with disruptions, especially in the year 2022, starting really from Q4 2021. Today, I'm going to talk about something else that um, is still kind of connected with disruptions, but more importantly, is something I think all of us can identify with. And what am I talking about today? I'm talking about the entrepreneurial guilt a lot of us who are parents we've heard about mom guilt right that is that um, feeling of inadequacy that most moms have in not being able to balance it all you know somehow you feel if you're not being a great mom you are failing um, or that you you have these high standards that you have placed upon yourself you place them on yourself that are really not they are not achievable and definitely not even sustainable if somehow you you manage to achieve it once or twice there's another kind of guilt we don't talk about and that's the entrepreneurial guilt and it's the same thing but in this case swap your children with your business or swap your children for your business in this scenario and that is where you feel like you're not doing enough for your business most people who are entrepreneurs have felt this way or are feeling this way or will at some point feel this way. The feeling of inadequacy that we feel as business owners, you know, and it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing, this entrepreneurial um, guilt, because it's setting you up for depression, stress, and even low productivity. We are always going to be high, higher heights to achieve. And as much as we want to say, oh, we aim to be the best at what we do, that is only in the sense of striving to do your best. But being the actual best, does that actually exist? There will always be somebody doing better in one way or the other, depending on what you define better to be. But entrepreneurial guilt sets you up to keep striving emotionally to attain a height that is elusive. You know, so I'm going to give examples as per usual. I see people 
in um, enterprise, in the business of fashion and in the entrepreneurial journey, going through a season of self-discovery. And this is a season where you are trying out different things to see what clicks for you, what clicks with your audience, what clicks with your existing clientele, what clicks in trying to gain your new clientele, what you can, you know, deliver to the market that would blow, as it were, what that magic mix of product and price could be. We are trying Every day you are trying a new formula. You are, you know, trying to tweak an old one just to find that perfect mix, perfect product, perfect price point, um, just perfection in the sense of just being, you know, a great entrepreneur, a profitable entrepreneur. And this is fine. The problem I find is with all this trial and error, you forget to accept that that is exactly what it is. Trial and error. Which means you're going to try. You're going to fail. You would have to pick yourself up and try again. When you're going through that journey, when you're going through the lows, the downtimes, the seasons where... You know, you invest a bit of money on this new product, this new um, marketing campaign, this new endorsement, this new uh, social media um, personality, maybe, uh, you know, as an, for an endorsement, whatever it is, and it doesn't work. Does that mean you have failed? Or you try, you, you, you try a new formula, you, you know, launch a new product or a new collection and it's a hit for a minute and then sales start to dip and before you know it absolutely nothing again and you start giving yourself such a hard time again because you feel like you know you had attained a certain height and now you are disappointing yourself and possibly your followers or possibly your your, your customers whoever i want you to know something none of us are really that important let me just put it out there and I don't mean it in the sense of self-worth. I mean it in the sense of the kind of um, reaction you think you're going to get from your customers or the kind of audience you think you have. Very, very few of us have reached that mega star status where your failings you know, will make the news or will get so much attention as to affect your reputation so badly, right? Nobody is paying that much attention. And that is a good thing. It means you can afford to try something out, take it for the experiment that it is, if it doesn't work out, dust yourself up and start again. Because even though everybody is looking, nobody's really paying attention. It's the beauty of the social media age. It's a great thing. And the worst thing about it, but in this sense, it's actually good. If you can embrace this fact, then you allow yourself to try, try and fail and try and fail until you finally succeed, right? Entrepreneurial guilt 
is terrible because nobody admits it right at least with mom guilt you can talk to other moms and you know generally you can trade war stories and you get some sympathy you know if you tell somebody oh you don't feel you're being a good enough mom nine out of ten times you find someone telling me telling you oh you're a great mom you know just go out there do the best you can by your children but you can't say to somebody you're going to entrepreneurial guilt half of the world is already jealous that you even get to be an entrepreneur <laughs> Let's start with that, you know. The second half are your competition. Who wants to listen to you more, you know? The third group really don't give a hoot whether or not you feel guilty. So it's a very lonely space. You know, that's why I'm doing this. I go through entrepreneurial guilt. Um, Another thing that feeds my entrepreneurial guilt and generally everybody's entrepreneurial guilt is comparison because we all have access to other brands on our fingertips thanks to social media or maybe i should say no thanks to social media you keep comparing your brand with other brands yes you don't see what's going on in the background you don't see you know what this other brand is experiencing the failings they are experiencing, the struggles they are experiencing, the sacrifices they are making, the investments they are making, you don't see all of that. All you see is some semblance of success. And immediately you put this pressure on yourself thinking, I must be doing something wrong. Why is it that we think just because somebody else is succeeding, it means that somehow we are failing? What's that about, guys? We're all guilty. I am as well. When you see another entrepreneur, particularly one in your industry, doing something really special, it's almost as if that invalidates everything you are about. Recently, you know, um, I was on social media and I stumbled on an industry colleague's page. It wasn't a brand that I had really given much attention to recently, but I noticed that she had kind of hit some kind of a nice stride and you know she was delivering some really really good products and she seemed at least from instagram she seemed to be selling out selling well constantly delivering new products almost every week is what it looked like you know the reality could be different she seemed to have international customers she seemed to have local customers it was a ready-to-wear brand that also did bespoke. She seemed to be thriving on both fronts. I'm not really a jealous type person, to be honest. I'm one of those people that I can be seriously happy for the people in my life and all the people I admire. You know, I'm not really one to get jealous. It's just not the way I'm wired. But this case, for the first time in a long time, I felt a hint of, you know, the word isn't really jealousy. I think I was just, I just felt inadequate in that, in that moment. I felt like I wasn't doing well enough. You know, I felt I should have done better. I felt she somehow had hit some winning formula that maybe I should have explored, you know. And of course, I had to psych myself, bite myself out of going down that rabbit hole because it will never end until it becomes a full-blown whatever it is.
you know, but in the moment when I was feeling like that, I wanted to be present to feel it because it was a legitimate feeling. And I wanted to explore where that came from and why I was feeling that way. My conclusion was still this entrepreneurial guilt. This just feeling of inadequacy, feeling some other people have gotten it better. Some other people know what you don't know and you, are too, you, you can't ask them because somehow you think, you know, you should know, you know. Um, and more importantly, somehow you just feel you're not good enough. You don't deserve the successes you've recorded. You are a scam. And of course, that, you know, soon, sooner rather than later, your luck will run out and, you know, people will see you for the scam that you are and stop patronizing you. Honestly, you know, some of these feelings I felt, some I know are just feelings I know people feel when they are dealing with this kind of thing. But you have to do two things when you start feeling like this consistently. For me, if you start feeling like this consistently, to avoid a full-blown entrepreneurial guilt that could cost you your business, you may want to downplay the amount of time you spend comparing yourself to other businesses, which may mean, because we're human, you might not be disciplined enough not to um, visit Instagram. And you see, once the algorithms show you one feed and you give it attention on Instagram, once it suggests a page, you click, click on it and you give it attention, it's going to continue to feed you similar content because the whole purpose of Instagram is engagement. So it will do anything to keep the engagement going. If it notices you like one type of content, it will start feeding you more of that type of content. So you see, once you go to that competitor's page, you browse through the page, you look through all they are doing, you stay on there for a bit, it's going to take supernatural strength, you know, not to... Um, Keep comparing yourself with even yet other brands because Instagram will continue to feed you um, with content similar to the one that triggered you before. And, you know, that's an, an endless, an endless um, journey for you, you know, of just keep looking at other brands and, brands and thinking you're not good enough. That's entrepreneurial guilt. So I may suggest that you just stay off Instagram for a minute. Just stay off any platform that feeds your need to compare yourself with other people. Stay off it, you know, just for a bit. Stay off it for a bit. Stay off it so that you can take some time to know yourself, to appreciate who you are and begin to love your brand for what it is. And not just paying mouth service to this love, but truly and deeply loving what you do, loving how you do it, loving who you are doing it for. It is mega important. Right, so that's a major thing to, I would suggest. Just stop comparing, and any platform that encourages this, you know, get off that as well. You know, another thing you can do to manage mom's guilt is talk to your customers, the ones who actually buy your things. There's a reason why they are giving you money for your creativity, and maybe you should be hearing that. Sometimes I feel like we don't um, feed our faith enough we don't give ourselves enough credit we don't pat ourselves on the back we don't feed our ambition we don't 
feed our gratitude. We focus too much on the negatives going on in the world and around us. And we don't take a minute to look back to see how far we've come so that um, we can be more grateful. And the more grateful you are, the less guilty you will feel, right? So that's a major thing to do with entrepreneurial guilt. You know, begin to celebrate yourself by gathering facts about your products and the good things that people are experiencing with your products. The more you hear how appreciative people are of what you do, the less you are likely to believe the voices in your head when they tell you you are not good enough, right? So please do that. Please do that. Um, invest in gratitude. Invest in hearing from other people how your gifts have made a way for them, even even more so than for you, right? So that's, that's um, another thing you can do with entrepreneurial guilt. The third thing I'm going to touch on regarding entrepreneurial guilt is reading. Please, read. Read entrepreneurs' memoirs. Read the memoirs of entrepreneurs from the, or from the past, you know, um, glean from their stories. The reason why I suggest reading memoirs and autobiographies really is because I think, you know, by reading these things and really seeing how a lot of these icons came from humble beginnings and those who didn't come from humble beginnings had some kind of humility somewhere in the middle. Those who are of the 0.5% that may have just coasted all around, all along, you know, and, you know, they don't particularly have the hair, they don't particularly, you know, they don't particularly have um, any of the issues that, you know, I talk about. They just seem to be coasting, right? Those ones are few, but most people have stories from grass to grace, stories that, you know, they have gone through really tough times. When you read these stories, right, when you read these stories, it sows a seed in your heart and it validates some of your own struggles. It makes you realize that um, this entrepreneurial journey is a journey of highs and lows. And that everybody is unique and everybody is different, both in terms of their style, in terms of their products, and of course, even in, the, in terms of their service delivery. When you read this book, they really arm you with um, real life knowledge on how people have managed some difficult seasons in their business life and you know come out on top. And these people who have managed it and have written this book They've gone through all they've gone through, but they documented it so that other people can benefit from their journey, right? So that's one thing you can do. Read books, read autobiographies. Lastly, just pamper yourself. Do things you love. Find a spare time in the day, in the week, in, in the month, whenever, where you can just take time out and relax. 
don't think about business don't talk about business don't you know the whole thing is not a business thing i find that a lot of times you know many of us are dealing with burnout and one of the things that burnout definitely does into our mind is make us feel like we are not capable of doing some of the things we want to do um and and burnout is real so sometimes when you are beginning to feel like this you might feel off physically with a burnout but a lot of times you would feel off even mentally you know and even in terms of your social um you know social in terms of being social right so burnout is real burnout is real nothing feeds entrepreneurial guilt more than burnout right so when you begin to feel burnout, step away from your business and start doing things not business related that are fun, that spark your joy. What you find is that, you know, after taking time out to do this, you know, you can come back and be rejuvenated, both mind and body and soul and spirit. And, you know, you've created almost like um, the soil for creativity and the soil for ingenuity, right? Um, by taking time out to relax from it all, stepping away from the business, you know, stepping away from the business for a bit. Um, I think that's it. That's it for today. Um, I really do hope anybody feeling inadequate, anyone going through um, entrepreneurial guilt, guilt, you're not alone. We're many um, on that table. But I hope you listen to this over and over again and you take some of the suggestions that I have made. Um, You can also share this episode. I think it's important we share this episode with people you think may be going through this as well. Or people that you kind of suspect is something they will meet in future. You know, you know, some people who are just like always on the go, always on the go. You know at some point they will hit a brick wall and they need to relax. So maybe they should get this ahead of that time. You know? Um, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Thank you so, so very much for listening. I'll be back again next week. Please ensure you share this with your network, with your friends, with anybody you know might enjoy to, li- to listen to this. Please share with them. Um, and that's it. That's it. Thank you for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also buy the book. Bank Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.